You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 259. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Body Podcast. Welcome back. I hope you are ready for a great episode today. Today, we are going to talk about the top, let's see how many, top 12 nutrition mistakes that I have seen in the first month of 2022. So lots of clients right now I'm working with. Of course, January is such a busy month for a nutrition coach like myself because everybody had their New Year's resolutions. And so I just have a very, very full schedule of clients, which is fantastic. And so I get to see a lot of what's going on with their nutrition before I sort of am able to give them the tips and tricks to get things more balanced and on track. And I have repeatedly now seen several things come up with people's nutrition and I wanna call them nutrition sort of mistakes or almost like they've been misled to believe that these are the things that are healthy and or these are the things that are definitely going to help them lose weight, and yet they're wrong. And so I thought, okay, this is happening to enough people that I'm going to share this in a podcast episode, all 12 things that I have seen come up repeatedly in this last month, and I certainly don't want everyone to keep making these kinds of mistakes or errors, and honestly, it's not your fault for half of these because a lot of it is how the diet world is marketed, but you deserve to know the truth with real education, right? Now, what's going on in Earn That Body right now? I mean, we've got the five-week ETB class going. I'm working with a lot of clients right now on private nutrition, so if you have a full workout schedule, you don't need help with workouts, I can work with you on just the nutrition. And I have to say probably my favorite thing of all time that started last year is ETB Live, which is our live live streaming strength training class that happens every Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. Central. Now it is sold out right now. I only let a very small group in because it is live. And so I'm able to see my clients, they're able to see me, and I give a lot of personal form tips, how to fix things, make sure that everybody is accountable to showing up and also getting the workout done. So it's probably my favorite workout of the week by far, and everybody is absolutely killing it. It is a little hard to get into the live sessions because once you're a member, you get first crack at registration the next session. So sometimes it's continuously full, but there is a replay option. So you could be a replay member, meaning maybe you can't make the live classes, but you'd love to do the video of what the workout was. You can just pay for a replay membership. So if that's something that's important to you, go to earnthatbody.com. If you want to check it out, there are details right on the front page, or you can always shoot me an email, kim at earnthatbody.com, and I'm happy to send you a link or answer any questions for you. So who's ready to talk about the 12 top nutrition mistakes that I have seen in 2022? Well, you'll get to it after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, I have two short little articles. They're both short, so I thought I would do two today because I actually really liked each one. But again, they're kind of on the short side. 
So the first one, and this is coming to you from Consumer Report Magazine. Um, they have a health edition, which I really like. And the first one talks about CBD pills. And it says CBD, CBD pills for pain, question mark. Synthetic cannabidiol, CBD, was no more effective than a placebo or fake pill in a recent study of people with pain from psoriatic arthritis or hand osteoarthritis. Participants took either CBD or placebo daily for 12 weeks, and by the study's end, 22% of the CBD users and 21% of those taking a placebo reported a significant drop in discomfort. So CBD became a real popular thing in the last couple years, but just like every other supplement out there, it was sort of, I think, overly touted as being this, oh, you could take CBD, it takes your pain away, and it's great, and it's great, and it's great. But it's honestly, a lot of studies aren't showing that it's really doing that much. Now, if it works for you and that's something that makes you happy, great. But just so you know, according to this study, it really had no impact on their pain. So just because something is popular, just because something is out there, doesn't mean that it always works and doesn't mean that it will always work to its best, right? Now, this next little article I really liked, it's called The Early Bird Benefit. Early risers were found to be less likely to have major depression in a study of almost 840,000 adults in their 40s through 60s. Getting up at 6 a.m. was linked to a 23% lower depression risk compared with the study participants' average 7 a.m. wake up. Early birds may get more morning sunshine, which could boost mood, or maybe more in sync with the routines of others in their lives, researchers say. So I am a proponent of getting up early. <laughs> now, easier said than done for some, but I have to say there are a lot of benefits to getting up early. For one, as you can see in this study, it's definitely saying that early risers were found to be less likely to have major depression. So that's obviously a pretty important thing. Now also generally for people who get up early, another thing that they do is they go to bed early. Because if you get up early, let me tell you something, you're exhausted by like eight o'clock at night, right? And so what starts to happen is these are the kind of people who are on a schedule. And a schedule is really quite key for your health, especially when it comes to sleep. Now, I think sleep is probably one of the most overrated things that people think of when it comes to their health. And I think that sleep is probably the number one thing that will give you a boost in health. More than nutrition, more than exercise. Sleep, without it, you cannot function. Without enough of it, you will not get the right hormone releases. And so sleep is absolutely essential for function, right? Now getting up early is only going to be a benefit if you're getting seven to eight hours of sleep. And so that means in order to get up early, you do have to go to bed earlier. So I get up at six, AM pretty much every day, sometimes a little earlier if I teach ETV Live. <laughs> but if I get up at six, that means that I am going to bed at like nine, nine, 9.30. I'm in bed by 8.30. 
and I'm reading. And that way by like nine, I'm zonked out. So we're talking eight to nine hours of sleep for me. And that's pretty much a normal amount of sleep that I love, enjoy, and can function on. And when I get six or seven hours, which sometimes happens, not because I wanted to, but maybe dogs wake me or whatever is going on, I don't function well the next day. And so sleep is very much an important part of my life and it should be an important part of your life. And just so you know, those early bird risers, they get their workouts done in the morning. They get a lot done. This morning I was up, uh, what time was I? I was up at 5.30 this morning because I had to get a short warm-up run in before I taught. And so I got to run as the sun came up. Now, you may think, oh my God, that is so early, what a drag. I have to tell you that watching the pink sky illuminate as the sun came up this morning was the most magnificent part of my day. So you might try being an early riser because it could change your life. It was a beautiful day for me and you may see a few more things if you get up just a bit earlier. All right, everybody, let's talk about the top 12 nutrition mistakes that I have seen so far this year. Okay, let's start with some basic ones. Um, You may or may not know this, but I don't want you to fall into the same trap. Number one, people think that trail mix is a great healthy snack. Well, let me tell you, there are very few trail mixes out there that I really recommend. Trail mix is going to be very, very high in fat and usually very, very high in sugar and not usually very high in protein to make up for how much fat and sugar that it has. Now, trail mix is touted as healthy. I mean, let's face it. I think I grew up learning that trail mix was healthy. I guess because it has nuts in it and nuts are healthy, but I'll tell you this, if you are gonna have trail mix, I hope you're measuring out one true serving because it's gotta be pretty small to keep your fat and sugars down for the day. I personally never buy trail mix and that's not where I want to waste my calories, also very high calorie. So if you're someone who's sort of digging into the trail mix all day, or you have more than one serving, or you sort of grab and go as you walk through the kitchen all day long, you might be gaining weight because you're eating this so-called healthy trail mix. So not the best choice for a snack, a healthy snack. Well, is it better than a candy bar? Maybe. But maybe not, it really just depends on the trail mix and the candy bar. I've seen many trail mixes have a ton of chocolate in them too. And anytime there's chocolate in anything you're eating, whether it's your cereal or your trail mix or your uh, oatmeal or your granola, if there's chocolate in it, just so you know, chocolate is candy. Any way you put it, no matter what you put it in, that part is still candy. So not always super healthy. Now, number two, this is a good one and a good reminder for many people. I know we've talked about it once before in relation to carbohydrates, but cauliflower. A lot of people have fallen for the whole cauliflower product thing. (laughs) I don't know what else to call it. I don't wanna call it a gimmick, but you know, over the last couple years, everything, it's cauliflower rice and cauliflower pizza crust, and everyone thinks, oh, it's so healthy for you to have this cauliflower pizza crust and the cauliflower rice because it's no carbs or less carbs and and you're eating a vegetable, right? 
Okay, people, just because it says cauliflower in the title doesn't automatically make it wholesome, nutritious, or even low in calories, all right? So there's no doubt that a bowl of cauliflower rice is gonna probably be lower in calories than a real bowl of, say, white rice, but that's not the same for everything or for every cauliflower type of product, right? So cauliflower crust pizza, uh, definitely very popular at restaurants and even in the markets right now. And they might taste good to you. I personally, I don't think they taste good at all, but they often have the same amount of calories and often more fat than a regular crust. So don't always assume that the cauliflower crust pizza is going to be healthier or less calories or help you lose weight in any way. And a cauliflower crust feels um, like, or how should I say this? A cauliflower crust that still has bacon and sausage and all of your, of your pepperoni type pizza toppings, well guess what? That's still a fattening pizza. <laughs> Just because they loaded all of those fattening things onto cauliflower crust doesn't make it healthy, right? Uh, even brownies, people tell me that they, oh, it's a brownie, but it's made with cauliflower. Guess what, people? It's still a brownie, and as we just talked about, chocolate is chocolate, so just because you added some cauliflower in there doesn't mean that it's now healthy. Now, the other thing you wanna be careful of with a lot of these cauliflower products is the sodium content, because often a lot of these type of products, in order to make them taste good, they just pump up the sodium. And so the sodium can be really high in a lot of these. So definitely always check that label. And the last thing you should know is that a lot of these cauliflower products have like virtually no fiber in them. So, you're better off eating real cauliflower because otherwise I have to tell you, I don't think you're really getting the vegetable benefit from most of those products. You're probably just better off avoiding them. Quite honestly, I don't buy anything that's a cauliflower product. I can't stand the cauliflower rice. I don't know, is it just me? I think it tastes terrible and you might be better off without it. All right, number three, of course I see this all the time. So I can't call this just a 2022 error, but people going into the new year, trying to get their weight on track, they decide, okay, no carbs. And I'll get clients who tell me they eat a balanced diet and then they start the food logging and I check it every day and I start to tell them, your carbs are like non-existent and you're fat. Your fat percent is off the charts. So they think, well, if my carbs are low, it doesn't really matter if my fat is high because it's all about carbs. It's not, everyone. And of course, I've done podcast episodes on carbohydrates. Go ahead and go to the iTunes, earn that body podcast, scroll down. You will find it. Carbs are an essential part of our diet. You just have to understand that there's different types of carbohydrates. And we've talked about this a lot, but there are healthy carbs out there, right? Like your sweet potatoes. It's like an amazing healthy carbohydrate. There is no reason you should be avoiding having a sweet potato with dinner. That's absolutely ridiculous. And if you're doing it to lose weight, that's not gonna be the way to do it. So by taking out an entire macronutrient from your diet, you're not benefiting your body your weight loss, or your health, because the body does need healthy carbs. Now, what happens when I get these clients to eat some healthy carbs? 
Well, all of a sudden, I hear things like, wow, my energy's really picked up. I don't have that slump during the day at three o'clock that I used to have. My workouts are better than ever. I feel so great. Now, no, I didn't tell them they could eat a bunch of sugary processed carbohydrates, but eating healthy carbs is definitely something that I help them work on. I give them lists of all types of healthy carbohydrates that they can start adding, and it makes a huge difference in your body and in your health. So going no carb is not going to be the way to go, even if you hear it from all the people doing all the fad diets. Trust me when I say you don't have to do that. Number four happens all the time. My clients come to me and I see the first food log and I see lunch, snack, dinner, snack. What is missing in that day? Number four, no breakfast eating. So not eating breakfast, not going to help you. I'm going to tell you right now. I do not believe personally in intermittent fasting. There are certain instances for certain people with certain conditions that intermittent fasting might be a benefit. But if you're someone who's trying to lose weight, get fit, get healthy, intermittent fasting is not your quick fix solution. Trust me. If your neighbor started doing intermittent fasting and they lost weight, is it possibly because with intermittent fasting, they now eat less calories? It's not necessarily because they go long periods without food at all. It's because they used to eat really unhealthy. They used to eat a ton of calories and now they eat half that amount. Well, that's different than it being due to intermittent fasting, right? You're starving your body of calories that it needs if you're skipping breakfast. Breakfast, the word, it means break fast, breaking the fast. You slept all night. You didn't eat for hopefully eight hours because you slept eight hours, right? That's your fast. So likely even a couple hours before that you didn't eat. So if you shut the kitchen down at like eight or nine, then you might not have eaten for nine plus hours and that's enough time for the body not to eat. So when you wake up in the morning, you should be eating within about 30 minutes of getting up. You should be eating before you work out. Now, don't shake your head. I can see the eyeballs and the head shaking out there. Trust me, I can see it because you're sitting there saying, but I don't eat before I work out because I can't. Well, I'm going to tell you this. If you're not losing weight, if you struggle to lose weight, if you can't lose those last five pounds, you should be willing to try something new. And that's called eating a little something before that workout. If you knew how many clients told me that they cannot eat before they work out, but they also couldn't lose the last five pounds. And then we got them to start eating something. Now we start small. It could be a piece of whole grain toast with some peanut butter. If, when they started eating something, all of a sudden two things happened. Their workouts got more intense, I guess you could say, or, or rather I should say they became more powerful. They had more energy for that morning workout. And when you have more energy for a morning workout, you are probably going to do what? You're gonna burn more calories. So first off, that's a benefit. The next thing is, if you went all night without eating, then your metabolism needs a pick-me-up. And so that very first meal, the sooner you can eat, the better you are sparking your metabolism. And when we light that fire early in the day, your metabolism keeps on rolling all day long, and that is what helps you lose weight. 
Because how often have you heard, as we age, our metabolism slows down and weight loss is harder? Well, if you don't want your metabolism to slow down, you need to start that fire first thing in the morning. So no breakfast is no bueno. (laughs) It is not the way to lose weight. It is a nutritional mistake. Personally, I definitely think that. I would rather see you get more calories in earlier in the day than eating them all at the end of the day. So definitely start eating breakfast. Number five, a top nutrition mistake I'm seeing is people eating a protein type bar as a meal. Now often, in fact, I see this as their breakfast. Now is eating a protein bar better for breakfast than not eating at all? Yes. But I don't really consider a protein bar a breakfast. For one, protein bars are just glorified candy bars. No, it's not a Snickers bar. Depends on the bar, I should say. I mean, there's a lot of protein bars out there that probably do have as much sugar as a Snickers bar. A protein bar should have at least 15 to 20 grams of protein for it to even be called a protein bar. So the first thing I want you to do is check your protein bar. If your protein bar has like five to 10 grams of protein, I don't even know that I'm gonna qualify it as a protein bar. And I probably would skip any bar like that altogether because there's probably not of nutrition in it. Now, if a bar has like 20 grams of protein, that's pretty solid. And so what I would rather you do is eat that protein bar as a snack, a post-workout snack. 20 grams of protein after a workout is the ideal amount within about 30 to 45 minutes of the workout. So sometimes that's what you grab after your workout class on the way home, that works great. But eating a bar as your breakfast, eh, not as ideal. I would so much rather see you eat real food because a bar is just a processed bar, right? It's processed. So how about eating some eggs with some oatmeal or some eggs with whole grain waffles or something that is real food in the morning? But please don't eat a bar for your breakfast or your lunch or especially not your dinner, okay? Bars are not meals. Number six, probably one of the top nutrition mistakes I see always is all the supplements that people are taking. Because supplements make us healthy, yeah? No. I have to say no right away in case you turn the podcast off or something comes up and you're like, the last thing I heard her say was supplements are healthy. No. Supplements are not healthy. And I actually did an entire podcast, number 86. It was titled Supplements, The Truth You Should Know. And so if you're a supplement person and you have a supplement for this, that, this, that, this, and that, I want you to go back and listen to number 86, Supplements, The Truth You Should Know because there's a lot wrong with supplements. Um, Really quickly, for one, as most people know, I will not even take any supplement anymore. And just so you know, protein powder is a supplement. Supplements are not regulated by the FDA. A lot of them have heavy metals in them, like the protein powder I took long, long ago. And you don't know what's in your supplements. And guess what? They can put bad stuff in supplements and it's not regulated by the FDA until someone determines something is bad in it and then can bring it to the awareness of the FDA. And at that point, the FDA would notify the company that they might have to change something. That could be 10 years after you've been taking this supplement. 
So yeah, they're supposed to regulate on their own what goes into their products, but I can assure you that that's a multi-kazillion dollar market and their primary concern is making money. And they'll deal with the lawsuits 10 years later, God forbid, right? There's no supplement out there really that you can't get from real food. And the body knows how to process real food. It doesn't necessarily know how to process supplements. So when somebody says, you know, oh, I probably need more of this or I need more of that, one problem with supplements is that they're actually too high in those things. So what if you're getting too much of that supplement item? I'm not even gonna give examples, but what if you're getting too much and the body can't process that much? Or what if that supplement interacts with medication that you take. Because let's face it, we all go to say Whole Foods or online and you're buying your supplements. Do you take them all to your doctor and then have them make sure that they wouldn't interact with any of the medications you might take? Or what if supplements are interacting with each other? Who would know there's so many supplements out there right now? So I am not a proponent of supplements. Supplements do not make us healthy. If a doctor, a medical doctor, an MD, is prescribing a supplement to you, then you listen to your doctor if that's something that you need. You should listen to your doctor if you trust your doctor. If you don't trust your doctor and that supplement doesn't seem right for you, you should change doctors. You should trust your doctor, all right? But to me, I'd rather eat five servings of vegetables a day, two fruits a day, eat a balanced diet with healthy fat, healthy carbs, protein, and know that I'm getting everything in my diet and my body knows how to digest that versus taking supplements where at the end of the day, I don't actually know what's in it. I don't actually know if my body knows how to digest that properly and utilize it. And I don't know if it's interacting with anything else. So supplements, not gonna make you healthy and I'm gonna save you a ton of money. You can just stop buying them (laughs) as long as your doctor didn't tell you. Number seven, you know, this one's a funny one. People love their smoothies, but I'm not even talking about the smoothies you make at home, but sometimes it is the smoothies you make at home. But you know these smoothie places? So here in Austin, we have a place called Juiceland. Um, Obviously, there's tons of uh, juicing kind of places. They were really popular at one time, smoothie places. But guess what? Smoothies are usually not that healthy. So I often see someone and they have a smoothie as their post-workout snack and I see where it's from, they didn't make it, and I look at the amount of sugar in it and I almost fall off my chair because that's often double of what a soda would be. So smoothies, when you buy them at these places, are generally loaded in fruit and you're probably thinking, well, fruit is super healthy. And like two to three servings of fruit per day is super healthy. But more than that is too much sugar. Sugar is sugar. Doesn't matter if it comes from fruit. And those smoothie places, they put in so many servings of berries and so many bananas. And you would not believe how much sugar it is. So you need to be really, really careful when you go to those kind of smoothie places. I personally, I don't go to them. Once in a blue, blue moon. I will go to one, okay? And that's like me splurging and that would be like a sweet treat. But a smoothie should not have 45 to 50 grams of sugar in it. 
and you can make it at home. You can make the Eagle Shake. So I have the real food protein shake that I, I don't wanna say I invented it, but it's my personal real food protein shake because I don't use protein powder and it does not have 40 to 50 grams of sugar in it. So if you want a real food protein shake, you can go to earnthatbody.com forward slash protein shake and I will send you the free recipes for the Eagle Shake. And that's so much better than a smoothie. Number eight, this one might surprise you, but I see a lot of people go out to eat and they tell me, well, I did great though because I ordered the salad and therefore they feel that that was a super healthy choice and so they did great. So picking the salad at dinner when you eat out or even for lunch, it's not always the healthiest option. And usually it's because of the salad dressing. The salad dressings at these restaurants, the sodium is like off the charts. The sodium can be more than like enchiladas at a Mexican restaurant. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm gonna eat out and I'm gonna eat 1500 milligrams of sodium, I would much rather it come from a chicken enchilada than a salad right? (laughs) So you need to be very cautious. You need to look. A lot of people love Panera salads. Well, you should look online because they do post the nutritional information and you should look at how much sodium is in that salad and in the salad dressing that goes with it because it's usually off the charts. So they think they're eating healthy and then their sodium is so high and their weight is up the next day because there's so much water retention and there really wasn't that much protein in the salad, but they thought they were doing a good thing because they didn't get the turkey sandwich. I personally think the turkey sandwich might be a better fit. It might have less sodium, it might not, depends where you get it from, but at least you're gonna get a little bit more protein in it Um, Also maybe some healthy fat because a lot of salads also you might not be getting enough fat that you need to keep it a balanced meal. But just so you know, eating a salad when you go out, it's not always the healthiest option. And just be real cautious of the salad dressing. Definitely get it on the side and don't use that much because that's usually what will take you out. Now the other problem I have with salad is that I don't know about you, but if I eat a salad for lunch, I'm still starving. (laughs) Um, So if it's not going to fill you up and you're going to eat that salad and not be full, then you're simply going to go home and eat more. And now it's like you're having two lunches. So you might have been better off or even two dinners if you went out for dinner. You might be better off eating something more substantial that's actually going to fill you up. So if you know that eating a salad is not going to fill you up, then don't do it just because it's healthy, because again, it might not be that healthy. And if it means you're just gonna eat more later, then you probably defeated the purpose, okay? So another reason, the salad isn't always the best option. Number nine, I see it all the time. Um, People aren't eating enough, And I think this is generally just when they start a diet program or I don't like to call her in that body a diet program. I like to call it uh, a a life-changing nutrition program, something that's sustainable. A diet program is usually not sustainable. But what I see off the bat, right off the bat when I start looking at the food logs is that most people are not eating enough. Now, obviously they ate more than that because they put on a lot of weight, right? And so I look at the food log and I go, okay, I know they didn't get to this weight 
by eating this much. So now they're trying to eat as little as possible to lose weight as fast as possible. But the problem is if you don't eat enough and you're working out, as I always say, your body's gonna hold on to the weight because your body only has one job. It wants you to survive. And so if it says, okay, she's working out hard these days, like she's doing the run power run and she's doing the willpower strength workout and she is burning these calories, but now she's only eating 1,100 calories, I gotta slow my entire system down so I don't die. <laughs> and what it does is it slows your metabolism down because the body is smarter than you and the body wants to survive. So thank God our body is smarter than us sometimes because sometimes we don't make good choices for ourselves. So if you are someone who just started sort of keeping their weight in check and getting your nutrition on track and you're trying to lose weight, please make sure you're not starving yourself because again, if you're the person who can't shed the last five pounds, that's usually the person who's not eating enough. So often when I can get people to eat just a little bit more in the right way with the balanced nutrients, that's when the last five pounds come off, not from deficiting their calories even more. So I always say let hunger be your guide. If you're truly hungry, you need more calories. And if you're hungry and you're trying to lose weight and you're a super strong person and you can combat that hunger mentally, that's great in that, yeah, you're gonna lose weight, but you're not gonna sustain it. Because in the end, hunger will win even though you're super strong and you have the willpower, you're gonna end up being the person who binge eats pretty quickly after that diet starts. And we've all been there. I've been there, you know, in, in my youth when I used to do cabbage soup diet and all these crazy diets and I was starving. Yeah, I could sustain it for X amount of days and then I would just binge eat. And so that's not the way to go. So not eating enough is definitely a nutrition mistake I see right now. If you have no idea how many calories you should be eating or how much food, that's when it's a good idea to maybe get a nutrition coach so that someone can guide you to make sure that you're doing this in a healthy way. Number 10, I see it a lot, protein is so, so low and fat is so, so high not good. It's kind of like not eating carbs, right? Now, most people tell me, oh no, I eat enough protein, especially my vegetarians. I'll get a vegetarian client and they'll be like, I know I eat, I eat enough protein. And then I say, perfect. So let's do a full day of food logging. Let's see where you're at. And then usually their protein is so low and they're in shock. They're like, I really thought I was getting enough protein. And I was like, "It's you can see it. Anybody can log their food. You guys, just so you know, there's a million food apps, on food logging apps online. See how high your protein is. Input a full day. If your protein is too low, almost always the fat is too high. And you don't want high fat. For one, you're going to struggle to lose weight with high fat. Two, it's not healthy over time to eat that much fat day after day. It's not good for your cholesterol, it's not good for your health. So if your protein is consistently low, that's something you need to work on because it could be the one trick. I, could, I don't wanna call it a trick, it could be the one switch of a button that we could fix for you that would all of a sudden show you that, oh my God, that's what your body needed to lose weight. Like very often I can find the one thing that someone is struggling with and once we can get that dialed in, it's like the body shifts. So protein too low, definitely a nutrition mistake. Number 11, 
this is, I don't want to say it's a new one in the last couple of years, but I see it more and more in the last couple of years, and especially in 2022. I'm going dairy-free. That's what they say to me. Clients say, I decided to go dairy-free for 2022 because I know it's healthier. Okay, couple things. If you are not dairy intolerant, if you don't get bloated, and you don't have digestive issues, going dairy-free is not healthier, just so you know. (laughs) And if you go dairy-free, it's very hard to get enough protein and enough calcium. So I hate to see people go dairy-free if they don't have to. And one of the biggest reasons is the calcium, because they don't give calcium enough credit. And as we age, especially for women, you need that calcium. You do not want osteoporosis. You want to make sure your bones are getting what they need. And you get a lot of calcium from dairy. Now, a lot of people who have to go dairy-free because they do have an intolerance, that's a different story. So some people are slightly dairy intolerant. So I am slightly dairy intolerant. I have trouble digesting milk. I can drink lactate and that does not bother my stomach. So I can still drink milk that is lack, you know, without the lactose. And that way I still get protein and calcium. Now I don't have milk very often though. So that's, it's not something that I worry about. Um, And I can eat cheese and I'm fine. And then a lot of people who have dairy intolerance can eat Greek yogurt and not have a problem because of the way that it's strained. So if you are someone who's dairy-free, you might try to have some Greek yogurt in small amounts. I'm not telling you to have big globs of it, especially right away, but you might be able to have Greek yogurt and still get some calcium and protein that way. So don't go dairy-free just because you think it's healthier, because it's not. It's Dairy is not causing you to gain weight. I am sure there's many other things I could look at in your diet that are the problem, and it's not likely dairy. So again, if you have to go dairy-free because you have the intolerance, that's one thing, but don't, if you knew how many clients I have that say, no, I don't have a dairy problem, I just figured it was healthier. It's not, so let's let's not go down that path. (laughs) And then number 12, the very last top nutrition mistake of 2022 that I keep seeing definitely in the new year, And I don't want to say that it's a mistake, but I feel like it needs to be brought up. I need to bring this to your attention. The ready-made meals, right? So companies like Freshly, HelloFresh, you know those meals? I've never had one, so I don't actually know how it's delivered. But basically, I guess it comes to your house in a box with everything you need so that it makes cooking a little bit easier. And so people say... Well, I have those meals like three to five times a week because I don't have time, you know, to cook and blah, 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 blah. Is that better than eating out? Not always. So I've seen some of these meals and I've seen a, sometimes they're so small. And so you get this meal and you're starving after and you end up eating more after. Another thing is the sodium on them is usually really high. So that's just like eating out, right? And then... The last thing is they're not usually organic. I'm pretty picky when it comes to meat and produce. You should be eating organic because we just, you do not want those antibiotics and the chemicals and the pesticides. And so I don't know many of those meals that have an organic option. If you have one that does, that's a step up. 
Um, a lot of them don't list things like how much sodium, how much sugar, how much fiber. I think everything should be listed, right? I think calories, your protein, your fat, your carbs, your fiber, your sugar, your sodium, everything should be listed. And a lot of them don't have that listed. So if you are trying to food log, these meals make it very hard to do that. So they're not always that tasty. They're definitely expensive. And I feel like they're leaving a lot of people feeling hungry and yet super high in sodium, not organic. Ugh, they're not my favorite. I don't wanna say it's a mistake to eat them, but I think you're not giving yourself enough credit. If you have the time to put that together, you have the time to cook a meal. The only thing you need to change is that maybe on the weekend you need to plan a little better. You need to have your ingredients purchased on the weekend for your meals ahead. So you sit down on a Saturday and decide what you're gonna eat during the week, and on Sunday you hit the market and you get everything. Well, hello, hello fresh, <laughs> right? You now have hello fresh in your kitchen and you can control a lot more of what you put in. It can be organic and can be less sodium. So. I'm not a big fan of the ready-made meals. And then ready-made meals at the market. So you know those like ready-made meals that are in a plastic container? Those are not usually very healthy. That's not a home-cooked meal. That is a high sodium meal usually. So again, a lot of these ready-made fresh, or they call them fresh. I don't actually know how fresh some of them are, but a lot of these ready-made meals that are packed up, not always the healthiest. So I don't want you to think, well, that's better than eating out because not, I mean, yeah, probably it is, but not always and not by much. It depends on also what you're ordering and what you're making. So there you have it, the top 12 nutrition mistakes that I keep seeing in 2022. It's a really good thing to just hear these. And even if you've heard them before, sometimes it's a good reminder as the year gets going that these are things you might want to remember when it comes to trail mix or cauliflower, or maybe you're gonna eat that breakfast now and you're not gonna have the bar for lunch because you have bars as snacks. And maybe you decide you will save all that money by not eating supplements and you can skip the smoothie place. I mean, ultimately, I think I just saved you a ton of calories, but even more, I saved you a ton of money. <laughs> there you have it team i hope that you enjoyed the episode today if you did give it a share on social media and just remember that the you're in that body podcast is always here to bring you fitness nutrition and health information you can put into play right away for more information about kim eagle's online programs go to earnthatbody.com or check out earn that body on all forms of social media including facebook twitter instagram pinterest and youtube 